He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you on a Tuesday, and this is the eve of this week's tour event as we have the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship from Austin Country Club. We are going to preview that in depth after the break, go through all the groups, let you know who we like, who we've gotten the one and done, DraftKings, all that stuff. It's a little tricky this week with it being match play. I want to remind everybody, Stick with us on social media this week at the 73rd hole on Twitter, 73rd hole on Instagram. We've got a big announcement coming sometime this week, and you're going to want to uh, pay attention to that because there is more 73rd hole coming your way. So stick up with our social media this week, 73rd hole on Instagram, the 73rd hole on Twitter. Gentlemen, three-time champion Phil Mickelson will not play in next month's Masters Tournament. Bob Herrig of Morning Read was the first one to pick up on it. His name was removed on Monday from the field list, and it was added to the list of past champions not competing. A spokesperson for Augusta National confirmed to Golf Channel that Mickelson will indeed skip the year's first major, which Mickelson has won three times. No reason was provided for Mickelson's withdrawal. We know he's been on a break, it seemed like a pretty good spot for him to return. You know, patrons can't heckle you at Augusta. You're not required to do media at Augusta. So Phil's not there, and we don't know why. We we can speculate why, but we really don't know why. But this whole thing is just so, so odd, Sam. It, it is confusing. I mean, even our own Bobby Thompson uh, from the sports animal texted me this morning and said, forgive my ignorance, but why is Phil either suspended or not playing in the masters? And I go, how much time do you have? No, but, but for real, the, the thing is, you know, the tour doesn't release their suspensions, obviously. And the masters is not the PGA tour, but it is a FedEx cup points event. Now, Here's the deal, boys. It, here's what I think is going on. I think that Phil is suspended by the tour, and he's not going to tee it up at Augusta without playing any competition before he gets uh, down to Georgia. What do you think, T-Dub? I don't know, guys. Am I, like, the only one who wasn't shocked by this news? Like, I would have been shocked if he played. Like, because this is the way I look at it. Like, everyone's talking about, is he suspended on the tour or whatever? Here's my opinion. If Phil wanted to play the Masters and Augusta wanted him to play the Masters, he would be playing. The Tour would not have a say in that. I don't care. The Tour could go rant to Augusta and say, blah, 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 let's not let him play. That doesn't matter. I don't think so. I think what's going to happen is is that Phil knows from his, because that's been the whole thing about the Saudi thing, independent contractors, what are you worth as an individual? And I think Phil knows, one, I don't think he felt like he had a chance to win the tournament because he hadn't played in so long, and even when he played, it wasn't very good. And two is that, you know, while he isn't obligated to go to the media, it's there's going to be so many distractions if he did play, and it would take away from the tournament. So what could happen in that aspect is is that, let's just say Phil did play with everything that was going on. It could be more enticing for Augusta in the future to be more strict on who they say can play and who can't play. Because if Phil won the, probably the second biggest name besides Tiger, if he played and distracted from the tournament with everything that was going on, Augusta in the future could say, yeah, you know, this was really bad for our tournament. Let's not allow this to happen anymore. And so I, I don't think this has anything to do with suspensions. Augusta may have called him up and said, hey, you know, let's prefer that you don't play. 
One other thing, look at it for me, guys. What if his, uh, you know, the one or two sponsorships he has left, what if they said something to him about it and was like, hey, you know, it's probably not best for you to play for like six months and, well, Gus is in that six-month frame. So I think there's a lot that goes into it. I just, I'm not on the conspiracy theorist side of saying that the tour, the tour may have suspended him, but I don't think that has anything to do with him not playing at Augusta. I just think that he doesn't have, no, he doesn't have a chance to win and it's bad for his brand. You think he would tee it up at Augusta if he didn't play any competition before that? I think that if he if he felt like he had a chance to win and Augusta didn't tell him behind closed doors to not play, yes, I think he would. You think he would, Colby? Yeah, I mean, I think he would play Augusta without prep because, I mean, it's Phil. I don't know how much prep he needs to do tournament-wise beforehand, but... He always likes to play the week and, before, and, normally. And, and yeah, he majors. does. He does. And they made a big deal. This would His, his first time he's not playing since 1994. So, yeah, I mean, he knows right. the course. So, Colby, let me ask you this, and, and he kind of alluded to it, but... Do you think Augusta National told Phil basically not to come? Not really. And look, do you I mean, think he got an invite in the mail. Um, yes. I, I I do. I do think I do. he got an I invite. Do too. I, I think he definitely did. See, I think he got an invite. I just since no reason was given, we're all kind of guessing. And I look back at Phil's statement that he released yesterday. Not not a statement about Augusta, the one he released three four weeks ago about taking some time away. And the last couple of sentences, he says, "The past ten years." I have felt the pressure and stress slowly affecting me at a deeper level. I know I have not been my best and desperately need some time away to prioritize the ones I love most and work on being the man I want to be. I mean, those two sentences to me scream, I've got to get home and spend time with my family. Maybe he's just home spending time with his family. But at the time and, of and the statement, we thought it was just I know, you know, I know but Phil now, saying that to take away from yeah, all the Saudi news. But now I'm kind of thinking... Maybe he's just not ready to come back yet. Maybe this is his way of showing his family, if, if that's what's going on. Maybe this is his way of showing his family, you are my number one priority. I'm even willing to skip Augusta. I'm even willing to skip the Masters because I know that I need to be more present with my family. Maybe that's it. I, yeah. Again, we don't know because so, they didn't give a reason. So some people might be at home saying, what would the tour have suspended him for? I mean, all he did was say words, right? And so the what he would be suspended for would be conduct detrimental to the PGA Tour because he spoke so hardly, harshly against the PGA Tour and basically told everybody, told the world everything that he thinks is wrong with the PGA Tour and – you know, if you want to take it farther than words, I mean, he was definitely dealing with Saudi and the Saudi league and Greg Norman in, in some capacity, right? So, see, and what so, I was going to say was if he suspended, I think he would be suspended. If he's suspended, I think it would be for actually hiring attorneys to draft the articles of organization for a competing league, right? more so than what he said to Alan Shipnuck. I mean, what he said to Alan Shipnuck didn't look great. It was a PR nightmare, but it, it wasn't it was, necessarily, right. you know, suspendable for a year or right. something like but, that. But, I mean, Taylor, I'm looking at if he's suspended, I would think that hiring the attorneys to draft the articles of organization for the Live Golf Invitational Series would be what would do the trick that, there. That's exactly what I thought it was. I, I didn't right. think, you know, like the comments come out and they can be bad, but people have said bad things about the tour before and that this ain't happened. I mean, Bryson's one of the examples he's playing this week. So, right. you know, I mean, let's just, and let's just talk about on the aspect of the reason. To be I fair, Bryson did come out and say that he's going to play on the PGA Tour as long as the best players are there. He did. He, he waited. As long as the best players are there. Phil right. hasn't come out and said anything like that. No, Phil Phil has not really commented on his future. But no, he, he didn't even, in his apology, didn't even apologize to the tour, which I, I don't really have that much of a problem with. So let, let's just go back to the reason. He did that apologize I, to the tour. 
the Live Golf Invitational Tour. <laughs> yes, the, 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 the Greg Norman Tour, as, as we're going to call it. So let's just read off some of Phil's recent finishes just to go off of why I don't think he's playing because of the PR Nightmare Oh, too. this is going to be ugly. Recent so, or not so recent? No, no, recent. So Since the PGA, basically. So, so, so his last event was the Saudi International, which is by far his best finish, finished 18, so it must be some good chemistry there. Before that, miscut, miscut, 30th at the century, a field about 36. Um, finished 36 Fortnite Championship. Before that, 66 in the in the uh, FedEx Cup Playoff BMW Championship, and then missed the cut at the Northern Trust. That's 66th so, out of 70. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's there's no like he knows that he's not going to win at Augusta. There, there's nothing good that would come from him playing the event. I know that, like I said before, and, and this is another thing I wanted to get into is. I know that the PGA Tour is not the same thing as the Masters. I mean, the Masters can invite whoever they want, even if a guy is suspended from the PGA Tour. However, the Masters is a FedEx Cup points event. Now, can the PGA Tour suspend Phil from all FedEx Cup points events? I don't think so, because you think about it like this, right? How ridiculous would the FedEx Cup points be if they didn't include the majors? Like they would, it, it would be it would be delegitimized. That's literally yeah. the only reason that they're included. They don't have a like it, the comparison I made was like if right. You're but po- what I'm saying is is that possible that he's suspended from FedEx Cup points events? Th- this is what would happen. This is what this is the only way that he would be suspended is if the tour called up whatever. So it would be the Masters, USGA, RNA, or PGA of America, and the PGA of America they have a lot better chance to get this by. But call them up and say, hey guys, you know Phil suspended on our tour. It's probably best if you don't let him play. So something along those lines. Augusta could easily say, no, we want him to play, and if he wants to play, he's going to play. But the, the tour officially has no if, – if they do have a say in that, then there's a reason that Phil called him a dictatorship. I just thought of something, too. Do you think that Phil is having respect for the PGA of America a little bit in this situation? Because if he goes and plays in the Masters, right – but the PGA of America has sided with the PGA Tour and says we're not going to let Phil, our defending champion, play in the PGA. That's going to make the PGA of America look bad, and Phil doesn't necessarily want to make the PGA of America look bad. Yeah, I mean, that's getting a little more macro down the line, reading him, connecting some dots. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying no, I know, to connect I know. We're, some dots here. We're, we're brainstorming because we're trying to figure out what's going on here. Reality is, we may never know the exact truth and the exact reason as to why Phil's not going to tee it up at Augusta. I mean, unless Phil answers that question and tells us, guys, look, I really just wanted to spend more time with my family, and that's all there was. Or unless they come out and say, yeah, Phil's suspended from the tour, and uh, we didn't think it was appropriate. Or Phil, or Phil say, I didn't think it was appropriate to play the Masters while suspended from the tour, something like that. Unless he comes out and actually gives us a reason, we're probably not going to get a reason. We're just, I mean, we're just going to be... He fell down up. a flight of stairs. Yeah. He fell down a flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah slipped on the stairs. But, you know, Phil, uh, Sam makes a good point that not wanting to burn bridges with PGA of America, I think that's exactly what he's doing with Augusta. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to come into Augusta on the worst terms ever. I mean, Tiger even tried doing that in uh, 2010, and luckily, you know, he finished fourth or whatever that year. And who was the... Hootie Johnson, yep. or whoever his name was, he even said some things like how disappointed he was in Tiger. I thought it was Billy well, Payne. Billy Payne, that's what well, I mean. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but yeah, but they still let him play. They still let him play, but but again, his, but that his wasn't was all something personal. that was detrimental to the tour, like hiring lawyers. Ti- you don't think that Tiger's conduct was detrimental to the PGA Tour? No, it had no direct really? impact on the I tour don't. at all. It no. absolutely did have a direct impact on the PGA Tour. No, it did not. No, no, I don't no think it's, so. it's not it, trying it to. It put a black eye on the PGA Tour, but that was because of his personal actions, not because he wanted but to make so a rival. So is Phil's. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but Phil, Phil was starting up to... a rival golf league. Phil he wasn't starting it up. 
He was drafting the articles of organization. Yeah, because he, was he wanted to make change on the PGA Tour. But, but he's he's actively trying, he's to, trying to make a better a rival Tigers. I, I'm the biggest Tiger person on the face of the planet, but you got to admit that Tigers was just as big of a black eye on the PGA Tour. I don't have to way. admit that. No, I don't have to admit it, that. It was a lot bigger, and, and the, if it if it did impact the PGA Tour. Then it's that, that I just don't agree with that at all because Tiger's was all personal and and Phil he's literally trying to get a rival golf league now if Tiger was going off and some of the people he was sleeping with were to you know make the Saudi <laughs> league better then you might have something to go off there but by, I don't think the way, that's the case real quick and this could be nothing and it probably is but we should make note that not listed on the past champions not playing Tiger Woods that's because he hasn't officially said he's out yet oh I know. But I'm just saying, it's worth noting his name wasn't his on the list. His name's not there. Because I feel like Tiger's going to do the thing he does where he's going to drag it out until the absolute last day. <laughs> oh, the Friday before. The Friday oh. of the Valero. Or he's we'll just going to play and we're going to eat pizza during <laughs> Masters Week with little baby Layla. No, I think Friday of the Valero. Oh, I'll be eating pizza. <laughs> no, not you. You're no, buying. No, I'm eating pizza. I promise. <laughs> 4.58 the Friday of the Valero. Tiger's going to release a statement that he's not playing in the Masters. He can, I still think it's possible he plays in the part three. Yeah. I think he might show up and play in the par three and have well, Sam Patty for him that, or something. Right? Well, when he was at Genesis, he said that he that he was asked about the par three and he kind of, you know, skirted around the question yeah. like he was skirting around all of them. But it wouldn't shock me if he played in the par three and had Sam Caddy for him or something. Because, I mean, that'd be an easy little Wednesday fun walk. Yeah. So, anyway, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, why don't we do this? Let's take a break, come back on the other side, because we've got a long preview of the WGC Dell Technologies match play, breaking down all the groups, who got the good groups, what is the quote-unquote group of death. Every year there's one of them. We'll figure out what it is this year. Stay with us here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. back rolling along here on the 73rd hole the official podcast of golf oklahoma head over to GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org. check it all out covering golf in the state of oklahoma like no one else right now you go over there got some uh, women's college golf and still some stories about uh, eugenio chicara lopez and uh, eugenio lopez chicara pardon me and oklahoma state having a big week at the national invitational tournament out in tucson GolfOklahoma.org. and again make sure you're following us on social media for a big announcement announcement this week at the 73rd hole on Twitter, 73rd hole on Instagram. Big announcement coming this week. Make sure you're with us on 
social media. Gentlemen, the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship in Austin, Texas, Austin Country Club, Pete Dye Design, awesome golf course. Uh, I really think it's probably, to me, I think an underrated golf course watching on TV. I think it's a great match play golf course. There's risk-reward holes on the back nine. The part threes are unbelievable. We remember Sergio with the ace last year in the uh, sudden death playoff. A walk-off ace to advance (laughs) was pretty handy. Uh, We're looking at these groups this week, and, I mean, there's some good ones. Some of the best players in the world aren't here, but a lot of these groups are pretty electric and there's a lot of the top players in the world who are playing good golf right now so what uh what's a group that that stands out to one of you either one of you got a group that you think is just like absolutely so, loaded could be considered this year's group of death so here's the question colby is is the group of death who has the quote-unquote best four players in it like when you add them all up or is the group of death the hardest to come out of I think it's the hardest to come out of. I think it's just a gut thing. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, to me, the yeah. group of death is Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, and Poulter. That's a pretty good group. That's a really good group. Now, see, let, let me find the group that I – because, see, I would consider the best group to be – gosh dang, where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> uh, the group that Berger's in. Burger is uh, he should be bottom left. Yeah, I think. so, so yeah. you've got you've got Hatton Burger because I think Burger's by far the second best uh, the best two seed I guess. Would yes, be, and he's the best cool. B player. Then you got then you got Siwoo Kim, one of the best ball strikers out there, and my man C Bezel. I mean, I think that lineup's loaded, but I don't think I would think Burger or Hatton would have the best chance to get past those out of that. So I, I think that would be the best when you add up the best players per se. But when you go just off of the hardest group. I'm looking at the Spieth, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Keegan Bradley group. I, I think yeah. any single person can come out of that one. I mean, it's, I agree. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Adam Scott a little bit, but he has. I don't think he's gotten out of uh, the the pool play since they moved over. So Spieth would be a good bet there. So I, I don't know. To me, guys, what, that's the hardest one to what, predict. One more: Kepka, Lowry, Varner, and then Royan. That's a really good group. Too. All playing pretty good, good golf. Yeah, I, I I really like Lowry out of that group. He's just really been, he's playing so well. Okay, now. that's uh, I really like Kepka out of that yeah, group. Same. I think I, I mean I just. He shot that 65 on Sunday. He said it was the worst score he could have possibly shot. I just feel like his game has been trending in the right direction. So I saw Kepka in match play at the match too, and he played really well. He did a lot of pressure on the line at the match. Yeah, whose team was he on? I don't. I don't even remember. That was the was that uh, the one in Montana? No, it was, was just him versus Bryson. But that was the one where Bryson. Was oh like yeah, four that over was uh, that was in Vegas. Yeah, that was in Vegas. I and he had think, some motivation there too. If Bryson was in Kepka's group, I'd probably like Bri- uh, Kepka a lot more. I also <laughs> think that the uh, Morikawa, Kokrak, Sergio McIntyre group is a sneaky good group. You'll yep. remember McIntyre last year uh, beat Dustin Johnson to get in to advance past group play into the knockout stage. Sergio Garcia has great results here. We mentioned the hole in one, and then Morikawa and Kokrak. I mean, Kokrak's won three times in the last 18 months, and then Morikawa's Morikawa. So I think that's a really good group as well. Let's start with the number one player in the world. Does John Rahm get out of his group? It's John Rahm, Patrick Reed, Cameron Young, Sebastian Munoz. I would be shocked if he didn't, but it's match play. It's match play. Yeah. I, I got Rahm on, on my pick. Watch out for Cameron Young, though. I think I think he's got a chance to kind of show what he did at the Genesis and maybe sneak up on some people. I think he's a clear number two in that group, even ahead of Patrick Reed, because Patrick Reed's just been in such a slump. Mino's been playing pretty good. He played good last week, didn't he? He or has. Two weeks ago? He, he I, no, good? I think it was last week. He was good the first uh, couple of days and then kind of faded a little bit. So that one kind of seems uh, like, like Rahm's going to be able to come out. We, we already mentioned we like Kepka, you like Lowry. Let's go down to Taylor Gooch's group. Bryson DeChambeau making his return this week at the WGC match play. He is the number nine overall seed. So we've got Taylor Gooch, Lee Westwood, and Richard Bland 
this is kind of a bland group, if you will. I mean, Bryson, obviously, big-hitting guy, but, I mean, Westwood and Bland don't do a lot for me. I think it's probably either Bryson or Gooch, and yeah, well, with Bryson having not played in a couple of months, I probably lean Gooch. Yeah, Data Golf has Gooch as a 31.9% chance to win the group. Bryson is second at 263 so Data really? Golf really likes Taylor Gooch to come out of this group. By five uh, percentage points, that's yeah. significant. And, and so I – really, six almost. Um, and so I, I'm picking Gooch out of that group. I really am. We'll have to see how Bryson – uh, plays this week. We haven't seen much of him, but I'm not going to pick Westwood or Bland, that's for sure. I'm going out on a limb here, guys. I think he may have one or two matches, but I don't think Bryson wins a match this week. Really? Yeah. You just think the time off and <laughs> Richard Bland going to be Richard, vomited I'm by t- Bryson? I'm, I'm telling you, Richard, watch out for Richard <laughs> Bland. Bland's a good player. He's been playing good in Europe. Yeah, Seriously. he's a good player. And also, I think that this will mean a lot to Richard Bland because I believe he's 49 years old, and this is his first time high enough in the world ranking to play in this event. So, Maybe that could lead to nerves. Maybe that could lead to just free-balling it because, hey, you're nearly 50. You get to play in the match play. Let's go have some fun. The next group, Dustin Johnson, uh, who didn't have a ton of success here last year. He had the little dust-up with Kevin Na. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Max Homa, Matthew Wolf, and Mackenzie Hughes. A lot of M's in this group. Any chance Matthew Wolf could throw something together this week? Maybe a couple big numbers don't hurt you as bad in match play? I, I honestly feel like this is a fairly open group. I don't look at, at DJ as some sort of match play assassin at this point with where his game's at. My winner from the tournament is coming from this group. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And I, it, I I hope I'm wrong about Matt Wolf, but I do not think he has a good week this week. You, you want to save it, though? I'll save it. Okay. I don't think he has a good week either, but I do think that Max Homa could come out of that group. However, I'm not betting against Dustin Johnson at this course. I've got DJ coming out of the group because he did show some signs of life at the players. He did some okay things at the Valspar. Game wasn't 100% on, but I'm not too worried about that. He wasn't in contention last week. You're going to need a lot of energy to get through this week, so I don't I don't want somebody who's totally drained coming in. Interesting stat here. Uh, Dustin Johnson, 32.2% chance to come out of that group. Homa, 30.8% chance to come Whoa. out of that group. And... Max Homa and Dustin Johnson both have over a 2% chance to win the golf tournament. Okay. So that's technically, you know, one of the tougher groups because you have Johnson and Homa in that group. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, folks at Data Golf for all those numbers. Now, this one is one group that could be considered the group of death. Scotty Scheffler was in the finals. Uh, was it last year? Yes. Last year in the finals against Billy Horschel, Matthew Fitzpatrick has been playing really good golf. Tommy Fleetwood has showed some signs of life the last couple of weeks, and N. Poulter is known as the match play assassin, and he's been good at Austin Country Club. This is a tough one, guys. Taylor, who do you have coming out of this group? I, I thought about Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to be a popular pick, but when I add it all up, guys, I think Scheffler may be playing the best golf out of anyone in the world right now, so it's going to be hard for me to pick against him. It seems like the only thing that really halted him was the bad draw of the tee time at the players. So before, uh, Besides that, he's just playing unbelievable golf. Texas Longhorn, they're playing in Austin. Yeah, Scheffler's the second favorite this week, you know, but you know, I, I, I'm not picking him. Uh, and I will save that for later for the one and done. Okay, fair enough. You, uh, you're you running somebody out in this group, I'm assuming? I, I'm taking a flyer on this group. Okay, fair enough. I've got Scheffler coming out of this group. I, I really did think long and hard about it. I I wanted to, coming into the week, pick Poulter as like an upset special somewhere, but then I just hated the group he got placed in. Like There's a few groups that I would have picked Poulter to come out of. This just isn't one of them. Scheffler's too good, and Fitzpatrick's playing really well right now, too. So Fleetwood's shown some form lately, too. He has. He shot that 600 Thursday at the players, um, so he's been playing some decent golf. Had a couple decent rounds last week at the Valspar. Last year's uh, champion, the defending champion, Billy Horschel. This group, I don't think is 
too crazy, but uh, Tom Hoagie's been playing some pretty good golf. Thomas Peters in this group. Min Woo Lee. Y'all like the defending champion to come out of the group? I, I One of my other one-and-done picks, besides the guy in the DJ group, I'm going with that, so I'll leave it there. And I, it's not Billy Horschel. It is not Billy Horschel. And it's it'll probably come back to bite me because it, that's all he decides to do. If it's not Billy Horschel, then I know who it is. Well, I, I think it was you know a pretty great draw for Billy Horschel being the 12th-ranked player in the world and only getting Peters, Hoagie, and Lee in your group. I think that that was probably one of the easier draws out of anybody that isn't a top-ranked player in the world. Um, but... Tom Hoagie's been playing some great golf lately. You picking Hoagie to come out of the group? No, I'm picking Horschel. Okay. Because I'm not, like, it's kind of the same thing with DJ and Homa. I'm not going to pick against uh, Horschel on this course, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hoagie came out of the group. I don't think Peters or Lee are coming out of that group. So we've got Tom and Thomas in this group. I actually considered Thomas Peters. also considered Billy Horschel. I ended up going with Tom Hoagie. Okay. He, I mean, we're going on like three months of Tom Hoagie playing really good, steady Solid golf. golf. Yep. He, he won. He's been contending at a couple of other places. Tom Hoagie's been playing some good golf. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and run him out in this group. I, I think this is it's tough to defend at match play. It's a lot of pressure to come out and, and continue to win matches after you won the previous year. Uh, next group, Tyrrell Hatton, Daniel Berger, Siwoo Kim, and Christian Bezadenhout, Bezel. We talked about it. Daniel Berger, clearly the best B player in any of these groups. Uh, who do you have coming out, Taylor? Berger. I got Berger. I, I, Berger. I think that, yeah, I think he's, watch out for Hatton, but, but yeah, I really like Berger. I think he's just playing unbelievable golf. But, like, anything can happen in match play. I just think that if this was played 100 times, I think Berger would come out of that pool more often. I totally agree. Berger actually has a 3.1% chance to win this golf tournament. The top-ranked player in his group only has a 1.8% chance wow. to win this golf tournament. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm picking Berger, and he just seems like one of those guys you would hate to play in match play. Just so solid. That's, absolutely what, I, that's what I was everything. about to say. Yeah, just hits the fairways and makes every putt inside 10 feet. Yeah. I mean, that's that like the worst nightmare. Yeah, I think Berger will be heavily, heavily picked to come out of this group. And I've, I've got him as well. I just, it, it's somebody you Which don't means feel like Z you can Bezel pick will probably come out of that right. group. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, I mean, Seawolf's one of those guys who Oop. just Seawolf. He gets uh, <laughs> he gets super streaky, man. Yep. So Seawolf gets on one of those streaks. You never know, especially in match play. Next group: Cantlay, M Power, and Mitchell. M Power and Mitchell just aren't doing a ton for me. Uh, Cantlay was really good here last year in that group that. I think two guys went uh, two zero and one with Brian Harmon and Patrick Cantlay. I've got Cantlay coming out of the group. Sam, I'd be shocked if Cantlay didn't come out of this. I group. would too. I am going completely off the rails, guys. I got Keith Mitchell out of this group. Really? So you look at it. So he didn't play that well at the Arnold Palmer. It finished thirteenth of the players, ninth at the Honda, tenth at Waste Management, twelfth at uh, AT&T Pebble Beach. Going back, finished seventh at the Sony, twelfth even before that at the RSM. I really like Keith Mitchell this week. I would actually. I would say if you were looking for value for a best bet, I think Keith Mitchell getting out of this group would be a good value bet. If you pick that one accurately, you'll have a big smile on your face. Everyone will have a big smile on their face when they go see the good folks at Ring Family Dentistry. Ring Family Dentistry goes out of their way to ensure all treatment is as comfortable as possible. Leading edge technology, delivering same-day crowns for more than 20 years. Implants, clear liner orthodontics, they do it all. And the best part, all decisions are made by the patient. They They explain their opinion. They answer any questions. They ultimately leave all decisions up to you, the patient. Go see them for a great experience at Ring Family Dentistry. Gentlemen, yeah, go ahead, Sam. It doesn't worry you that Keith Mitchell has to play Cantlay first match? No, no, because Cantlay um, burned me so bad at the players. And honestly, oh, yeah. oh, honestly this is a revenge pick. This is a revenge pick. No, listen, guys. I, did, well, I watched the majority of that tournament. 
I've never seen Cantley play worse golf in my entire life. He, he played really bad. He couldn't yeah. hit a fairway or a green. What am I just supposed to magically think that's going to change? He played yes. Really, yes, because last year, <laughs> last year Taylor or Sam and I picked him at the players. He yeah. played awful, awful. Missed the cut by like four he won shots. The FedEx and, and, cup. and then what did he do after that? He missed two more cuts in a row after he missed the players last year. He well, won the no, FedEx no, 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 Cup no, though. He came to the match play though after the players last year, and he played really well at the match play. I don't. I can't remember if he got out of his group because I remember him and Brian Harmon were in that group. Where I'm pretty sure they both went two zero and one. And That's what Brian Harmon was just hooping there. Yeah. For yeah. A while. So, so yes. this, this is what happened. So uh, last year he miscut the players, finished 18th, so he almost made it through. Then he went miscut, miscut, miscut. After that, I, so I just he was remember on a stretch of bad play. I just remember him and Brian Harmon were in the same group last year, and they. They were one and two in the entire field in total birdies made in group play. And he didn't get out of his group because Brian Harmon was on a heater. Hey, burn me too bad. Burn fair me. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> burn me too bad. Uh, I right. respect the revenge pick. Oh, I, I really do. Too. Let, I, I, I'm telling you, I got a good feeling about Mitchell. It's not like I'm picking one of the other guys in Mi- the group. Mitchell's played good golf. Let, let's move on to the other side of the bracket. We've got this group with Colin Morikawa, Jason Kokrak, Sergio Garcia, and uh, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, who had the big drive on 18 last year, hit into the group in front of him, knocked it up to three feet on the par four, ended up making an eagle. I really considered taking Bobby Mack, and I think there's a chance he pulls the upset. I think Morikawa's in a little little slump right now uh, with the short game and the putter. Not feeling co-crack. I'm going Sergio. Who you got? I mean, Sergio is the obvious choice, you know, uh, of guys that have played well here. However, you know, I, I really do, by the way, think Morikawa got screwed on this group. Being the number two player in the world, and you got Kokrak Garcia, who obviously plays there all the time, and then Bobby Mack, who's, you know, a match play, plays pretty well in match play, but I, I got to go Morikawa. I would kick myself if I didn't pick Morikawa, and he did come out of that group, so I have to pick Morikawa. Sergio's made it to the round of 16 the last three times he's played. The last two years, he's made it to the round of eight, yeah. so I'm going to keep riding that train. You don't think? It, it's got to end eventually with Sergio. I, I, you if, would if, think. It, but it's like we said about Morikawa. He didn't, didn't play that good last week. Well, but, but let me ask you this. Sam, does it have to end eventually with Sergio? Because let's look at the Ryder Cup, too. Leading, leading all-time point getter for Europe. Yeah. This, this dude loves him some match play. Oh, I know. I mean, I, know. I think Sergio will be a popular one-and-done pick this week. It'll Probably be a so. great match between him and Morikawa. Yeah. Honestly, I... I hope him and Morikawa, I hope that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah. I hope they're playing on Friday for the, the chance to advance to the knockout stage. Looking at this next group, we mentioned Brian Harmon. He's the C player in this group. Abraham Answer, Webb Simpson, Brian Harmon, and Bubba Watson. So we've got a uh, couple of lefties here. Taylor, who you got? I'm going with Bubba, guys. Just another guy. Let me get the exact record pulled up here. Very similar to uh, to Sergio's. Just had a really good, really good play here. So yeah. So made it through the round of 16 last year. Won in 2018. Made it through in 2017. And what year? Do you, Colby? Do you know what year they switched to this tournament? Uh, switched to this course. They switched to this course. Yeah. I think it was. Mm. No, I don't, I don't want to say off the top of my head and get it wrong. It ne- nevertheless, he's got the same thing with Sergio. Just has a good record here. I'm going with Bubba, but that is a hard uh, hard group to prognosticate. I, I really do, too. I, I'm i going Bubba as well, T-Dub. 2016. I, it moved off the country club in 2016. Okay. Yep. So, I'm going Bubba in this group mainly because I don't trust answer right now. Simpson hasn't been playing good golf either, and Brian Harmon isn't playing as good as he was last year at this time, and Bubba has shown some pretty solid recent form. So I'm going Bubba. However, Data Golf has him as, you know, the biggest underdog in this group. So, you know, it might just be a feeling on my side, but you never know. I think you got, go I, ahead, will, I will say this about Brian Harmon. He's played here twice, made it to the round of 16 both times, round mm-hmm. of eight last year, and finished fifth la- last week. And 
Guys, he missed like a two-footer on the last one, hole to finish fifth. One thing well. I love about this course is it brings not only bombers but the shorter hitters. It's a great golf too. course. Yeah. It's a great, it, golf great course. match play golf course because it allows everybody to kind of do what they like to do. I'm going uh, to tell you both this, and I'll tell this to all our listeners as well. Sleep on Brian Harmon at your own risk. <laughs> Brian Harmon is a dead ringer. Fifth last week, he finished inside the top 15 in Phoenix. He finished third at the Amex. So he's played some some good golf this spring. Solid Ninth, golf. Ninth in 2018 here. Fifth in 2021 here. Nearly made it to the finals. Brian Harmon, my guy. You're right. Maybe he's gone a little bit under the radar just because he hasn't really contended for a trophy Good recently. caddy, too. But yeah, Scott great Twy. caddy. Scott Twy. Oh, one of the best, yeah. But you're right. I, I might have to change my pick. Well, this goes you, might, sh- you might have just convinced this me. This is a good sell. This goes to show the pool, right? Harmon and Bubba are the two bottom picks, Webb and Answer being the top. I'm not even considering Webb or Answer at all, especially after what Answer did to me last week. Talk about another revenge pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. just been burned last month, man. Abe, Abe hadn't been playing his best golf this year coming out, and neither has Webb, really. So I think that that group's very gettable for Harmon or Watson. Uh, looking at the next group, it's a pretty sneaky good group here. Louis Oosthuizen, uh Paul Casey, who did not defend last week at the Valspar so that he could – Build some energy back up after nearly winning at the players. Corey Connors and Alex Noren both playing some good golf as well. I, this this one, to me, is one of the tougher groups. Taylor, who you got? You know, you looking back on, we're talking about group of death. In all honesty, you know, it didn't attract me because there's not an American in there. But I think this may be the group of death. And yeah. I'm going to go a little off the radar here, guys. I'm going with Alex Noren. I, th- I think he's going to really? get out of this group. Yeah. I'm going Alex Norton, too. Really? Both of you? Okay. Alex Norton's been playing great golf. I mean, it seems like every time I look at a leaderboard at the end of Sunday, he's top 15. I'm, I'm going to get a little boring. Course too. I'm going to get a little boring here on you. I'm going Louie. Steady, okay. sweet, swinging, consistent Louie. I don't trust Paul Casey or Corey Connors putters enough to yep. run him out. I... I Took a look at Norin. I just, man, I think Louie's playing some good golf and kind of building up to the Masters. So I'm going to take Louie out of that group. This next group, I mean, shout out Xander Shoffley, who gets a slumping Tony Finau, Lucas Herbert, and Takumi Kanaya. I think Xander will be one of the most picked to come out of his group in the first round. E- either one of you going against Xander? No, no. I, I got to go Xander. And, you know, I, I said I'd save one. We picked two for the one and done this week. I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm picking Shoffley for the one and done because you got to pick someone that's coming out that you know will come out of their group. I know that Shoffley's coming out of his. Group. Kind of feels like a layup, doesn't it? I'd be astonished if he if he didn't make it out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I guess Finau could find form, but I mean, I would, I, I don't I would know. be almost as shocked. At, I'd be more shocked if Finau found form than if Shoffley didn't make it through. Yeah, that, that's probably fair. Uh, next group, Justin Thomas playing great golf. He's got Kevin Kisner in his group, who's been great at Austin Country Club and in this match play event. Mark Leishman and Luke List as well. Uh, Leishman's been kind of hit or miss. Luke List, the win earlier this season at Torrey Pines. You guys rolling with Thomas or going against the grain? Taylor? You know, this is one of those groups we were kind of talking about earlier where it's, you know, I feel like if you're between two players in a pool, but if one of those players gets out of the pool, they can win like three matches. I think that's that's the case here with the way it sets up. I had JT initially. I went back and looked on it. Had had a long long week at the players. Um, really close last week. Didn't make it. I think he's running on, might be running on a little bit of fumes. So I switched to Kisner just because I think he's going to be popular, and uh, that way I can kind of hedge my bet a little bit. Well, I'm going Thomas. Thomas, 4.8% chance to win the golf tournament. Look. Yes, he's the huge favorite. 40% chance to make it out of this group. But, man, Kisner, Leishman, and even List, who bombs it, you know, could make some noise on this golf course. I, I'm picking Thomas, but I'm a little scared to pick Thomas. I was and so. I, and I you're doing so tentatively. 
I, I'm doing it tentatively. But I will say, if he does make it out of his group and is still playing, like you said, if he doesn't have that fatigue factor, mm-hmm. I I might pick him a long way to go a long way in the golf tournament okay. if he does make it out of the group. Okay. But I think that that's a big if. K Kiz, my guy, K Kiz, I, I almost always pick him to come out of his group here. He's just been so good at this course and in this format. Uh, I think he comes out because – Justin Thomas is playing well, but it wouldn't be a disaster for him to get bounced, get some rest, get ready for Augusta, where yeah. I think he'll definitely be one of the favorites. So uh, I'll take Kisner in that group as well. And after after they're out of the group, how many rounds do they play per day? Is it two uh, per it's day? two per day. So it's it's 36 Saturday and 36 Sunday if okay. you continue to advance. So gotcha. uh, next group, this group is really anybody's ball game. Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, and Keegan Bradley. I mean, none of these guys are on an absolute heater, but some of them have shown signs of life. I, I really don't know. I think this is a four-way coin toss. Taylor, who you got? I, I, I agree. I think this, along with the uh, the Oosthuizen group, is would I consider the group of dead. I'm, I'm just going to roll with Spieth. Um, like I said, none of the other guys really stick out to me. I thought about Scott for a second. Keegan kind of slightly crossed my mind, but I, I realized that wouldn't have been a good pick. So I'm going to roll with Spieth, guys. I wanted to pick some upsets in my bracket, so I'm going Bradley, and then I get on Data Golf and realize that Bradley is actually the favorite on Data Golf to come out of this group, which is crazy to me. Really? Yeah, twenty-seven point one percent chance to come out of the group. Speeth only twenty-three point six. Okay. I mean, Speeth just hasn't been playing that well. So, he, he's mean. he's erratic. I mean, he's just you don't know what you're going to get from him on a week to week basis. He's doing all these rehearsals in his swing, trying to find his slots and all this stuff. This is the most interesting group to me. I I, I think all four of them could you know, make a big run in the golf tournament, but I don't know who's going to make it out of the first group. You could tell me right now that any of these four went 3-0, and and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You could also tell me that any of these four went 0-3, and, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. And for that reason, I'm going bottom of the barrel. I'm going Keegan Bradley. He's played some good... Top couple, of the barrel. Top of the barrel, Keegan Bradley. <laughs> played really well a couple weeks ago at Sawgrass, if not for a, a goofy penalty when his ball rolled away from his mark and 40-mile-an-hour yep. wind gusts. Maybe he's got a better chance to win that golf tournament. So I'll take Keegan Bradley as the uh, D player coming out of that group next group Joaquin Neiman who's been playing great golf uh Kevin Na the the obviously putting machine Russell Henley and Maverick McNeely McNeely got into the field via Sam Burns withdrawal uh guys Maverick McNeely was in Austin waiting to see if he got into the field if he didn't get into the field tomorrow Wednesday he was going to get on a plane fly to the Dominican Republic and play in the Punta Cana opposite field event because he's trying to get himself inside the top 50 in the world to get a master's invite those invites will go out after this week's events whenever the uh, top 50 in the world lock in so who you like coming out of this group Neiman Na Henley and McNeely Sam go ahead I'm going Kevin Na to come out of this group and the reason why is so I can bitch about it if he doesn't make it there you go. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, it's almost like the reverse hedge in that aspect. <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought about Neiman guys been playing so well, but I'm going with Russell Henley. He just seems like another one of those really match play guys that I wouldn't want to play. So I'm going Henley out of that group. No Neiman? So we're going three different guys. I'm taking Joaquin Neiman. Yep. I, I kind of wanted to pick Kevin Na because the putter is so good, and, and that can be deflating in match play if your opponent gets out of position and just constantly rolls in 10 to 12-foot par putts. And I feel like Kevin Na could do that. But, man, Neiman has been playing some of the best golf in the world over the last two months. He's been so, so good, so I'm going to run him but out. In all honesty, you look at Henley. He's gone 13th of the players, 13th at uh, at Arnold Palmer, 33rd, 33rd, then 14th and 2nd back at the Sony. He's I mean, been that's, that's some good golf there, too. Steady He's golf. been steady. Yeah, And absolutely. you never want to play a guy in match play that can roll the rock like that. 
Yeah, so uh, let's go to the last group. Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris, Cameron Trangali, and Sepp Straka. My first question is not co- who's coming out of the group. My first question is how close would Will Zalatoris' ball have to be to the hole <laughs> for you to tell him it's good? At the bottom. <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> it has to be at the bottom. Yeah, I'm seriously. I ain't giving that dude anything. Hey, to be care. fair, he, he's not lying when he says that because he only has the weird stroke inside three feet. I'd occasionally give him an eight footer and or, or make him when it means from something. Six or when it means something, we've seen it a couple times from like eight feet, but only like to win yeah, the golf yeah, tournament. Yeah, when he at, at Tory, when he had a but chance. But most to win. of the time, it looks pretty decent when it's just ten feet away. I mean, like you make a good point. I'd be more likely to give him an eight footer than I would be a two footer. <laughs> and like, I'm not joking when I say that. I know you're That's not. What's so funny about it? I know. It's, so, it's Hovland coming out of that group, yeah, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely. I also think it's Hovland I, I, coming out of I that group. I am worried about the fatigue a little bit, but you know, I, he's, he's young enough, I think he can get around I'll it. say this. I'm not ready to just totally throw Sepp Straka out. He wins a few weeks ago. He's played a little bit more golf since, more good golf since. So I'm not willing to just throw Sepp Straka out, but I don't think he that gets it done here. That would be the heavy, heavy, heavy underdog. Yeah, it'd be a nice, uh, what would that be, Norway-Austria matchup if we could get that in a little playoff. Is that what that flag is? The I think red, so. white, and red? Yep. Norway v. Austria for uh, Victor Hovland and Sepp Straka. I, I do think it'd be really funny if Zalatoris came out of that group just because that means he found a week where he started making three-footers. Or he just stuffed it. I also think it'd be funny I also like think it'd be, it'd yeah. be funny if he got in a playoff to come out of the group and then just totally yipped a two-footer. You know what's funny, though, is we always see Zalatoris on Sunday. Like, the man has to make some putts sometime to be like 14 under for the golf tournament I'm once we you, see him on Sunday. He hits it 10 feet every time. He's such, and he's such a good putter from 10 feet, 15 feet, 20 feet. <laughs> it's just when he gets inside five feet, it's a mental thing. It's a total mental thing for Will Zalatoris. So, what, are, uh, what are his putting stats on the year? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, pull those up. I'll, I'll give out my final four and my champion so in my he's, bracket. He's only losing .27 putting, but yeah. he's gaining... 1.1 approach and 0.72 off the tee. So that yeah. totals to gaining 1.25 shots per round, and he's losing 0.27 on the greens. Yeah, he's a ball-striking machine. An absolute ball-striking machine. Unbelievable. Um, all right, so my final four, guys. I've got Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, Xander Schauffele, Joaquin Neiman, and I've got Brooks Kepka over Joaquin Neiman in the championship. Really? Yep. Well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way, guys. If if my Final Four comes to rest, NBC is not going to be extremely happy because this isn't going to be the viewership that they want. But I'm going to go with my top four. So, I think Max Homa is going to get out of the DJ group. He's going to make it on. Tom Hoagie, Kevin Kisner, Alex Norm. Tom Hoagie. Wow. With, with my championship, Max Homa over Alex Norm. Oh, Max wow. Homa is going to be your champion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't mind that, actually. Uh, so, I, I like Gooch, and I've kind of wanted to pick him, but the way my bracket filled out was Gooch would have to go back-to-back. After getting out of his pool, he'd have to beat Dustin Johnson and John Rom. So, I I mean, that's just tough. So, I'm having John Rom beat him. So, I'm going Rom, Fitzpatrick, Shoffley, and Thomas, okay? And like I said... You know, Thomas' fatigue factor might set in in that second uh, semifinal match, or the semifinal match. So I'm going Shoffley over Thomas, and I'm going Fitzpatrick in the upset over Rom, and then I'm going Fitzpatrick over Shoffley. And that could burn me because Fitzpatrick's group is so, so tough, but I, I just have a gut feeling about Fitzpatrick, and he's just one of those little guys that just puts it in the fairway, puts it on the green, always hits first, always putting the pressure on you from the fairway. 
I think Fitzpatrick, you know, like we saw in the USAM, is just a really, really solid match play player. All right, so here's just going back to Zalatoristat. I pulled it up here, getting off subject. From 10 feet, exactly 10 feet, he's 62% on tour. That ranks sixth out of everyone. <laughs> That's sixth. insane. What is he from three feet? Now, look, this is crazy. Look, this has to be inside three feet because it says from three feet, 100%. But then you go down to four feet, he's 109th, five feet is 106th, six feet is 169th, seven feet 166th, eight feet is 194th. That is just God. Wait, he, he's 22% from eight feet. Wait, so you're saying he hasn't missed a putt three feet or shorter this year? 307 attempts. Wow. That's impressive. I'm going to say, I watched him at Bay Hill. He, he missed some that were at least like three feet and two inches or something. <laughs> Because, I mean, that I, I saw some that were bad. But here's this, guys. Putting from 10 to 15 feet, he's 177th on tour. Inside 10 feet, he's 177th as well. Um, 15 to 20 feet, he's 61st. 20 to 25 feet, 188th. And over 25 feet, 148th. So, Sometimes I your mean, eyes lie. And, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, it looks like crap from inside three feet, but it goes in. Most there every time. Or and the, uh, what happens is a lip in counts the same as if it hits the middle of the hole. Too. <laughs> You're exactly and, and right. We see, yeah. a, we see a lot of those lip ins with old Zat Willie Z. Yes, we do. Let's uh, get into DraftKings a little bit. We do have DraftKings this week. It's going to be weird. Sam's, uh, Sam's especially is going to be weird. <laughs> I have a theory this week. We'll get to that. Sam's Sam's trying a uh, a strategy here. Now, Taylor, we were both in the cash last week. You won. I finished third. A couple of missed cuts cost me, but I had Burns and another – that's somebody else in the top five. Yep. I can't remember who. Uh, Taylor, you get us started. All right, so I'll, I'll go with uh, my cheapest option, which I can't believe he's only 6,800, but I do think he's going to get out of his group. It's just because he's been playing so well. Tom Hoagie, I, I mean, I really like him. I think he's got great value. And talk about best bets, I, I would lean towards Tom. I think Tom Hoagie has an outside chance to win this tournament. I don't know about win the tournament, but I again, I picked him to come out of his group. I think he got a pretty good draw. So I do think that Tom Hoagie can advance in this field. Uh, my cheapest option, I've got two guys at this price, but I'll throw out the guy I already told y'all I love this week, Brian Harmon. He's just... He goes out and gets it at Austin Country Club. He finished fifth last week, so he's on form. So, Brian Harmon's my cheapest option at 7,600. Boys, I'm going with the Pythagorean theorem. This, So, this theory, I'm going with every single player out of Xander Shoffley's group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that is Xander Shoffley. I also think it's funny you're picking all three when you said that was clearly the number one pool that Shoffley's definitely going to come out of. Yeah, but there's a reason why. Because I didn't have enough money to do Fitzpatrick's group. Yeah, you got a budget. You got a budget. So, so if, you, if you don't have enough money to do the group you want, so that's Shoffley, Finau, Herbert, and Kanias. You're correct. taking all four of those guys. I'm taking all four of those guys. So what's your next pick, Colby? Uh, my next <laughs> so, so Taylor and I will bounce back and forth and give our next three picks. We'll, we'll, we'll alternate our next three picks, Taylor. My next one, Kevin Kisner. I love him in match play. I love him at this golf course. And I think a lot of people will be on Justin Thomas. So you can maybe get a little bit uh, lower ownership and a little bit of value there. So another guy at 7,600, Kevin Kisner. Taylor? So I, I'm going with uh, Keith Mitchell, 7,100. I think he's got a sneaky chance to to get out of his pool. And, you know, he, he talk about when you got a long bomber like that who hits it long and straight, that's another guy you don't want to play a match play. So I'm going to roll with him. And then I've only got two guys in, in my lineup who I – who I'm a little skeptical if they'll get out, but I still think they have a good chance. And I'm on your I'm on your Brian Harmon train, Colby, 7,600. Like I said, I have Bubba coming out of that group, but I think it's a, a two-horse race. Even, like I said, Webb and Answer, I'm not leaning with them. So I, that's a good value for a guy who I think has a 
50 chance to get out of his bracket. Yeah, I like it. Uh, next one for me, Taylor Gooch, 7,700. I think he got a really good draw with Bryson being the A player in his group. Uh, I don't like the, the two other guys there, Lee Westwood, Richard Bland. So I, I definitely think Taylor Gooch gets out of his group I like uh, that. this week. So I'm going to run TG out at 7,700. Taylor, one more so we can catch up with Sam. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my math is getting colluded here. I'm not sure what, what, what the order is. So 8,400, I'm going Shane Lowry. I think he's got by far the best chance to get out of his group. And, you know, we talked about Lowry and Kepka, guys. Watch out for Harold Varner in that group as well. I think he's got a sneaky chance to come out, but I'm going to roll with Lowry. I think he's got, out of all the groups, I think he's got one of the best chances to come out of his pool. Yeah, he's played some good golf. Uh, my fourth, Sergio Garcia. That's in the Morikawa, Kokrak, Garcia, McIntyre group. Sergio's so good in Austin. He's good in the Ryder Cup. He loves match play. Uh, I'll take Sergio. Sam, we're back to you. Okay, so since I think that Lucas Herbert has a good chance to make it out of his group, so do I. I think Kanaya does too. No, you, no. Know. <laughs> you know, I, I really think that Finau has a decent chance to make it yep. out of his group. They and can Shoffley, all come out of their group. Shoffley as well. So, that left me with some extra money to uh, to put Fitzpatrick, my winner of the tournament, okay. at 8,700. Okay. That's uh, that's that. This is a lineup. I mean, this is definitely a lineup you've put together. I'm glad you did this because I'm curious to see if it works. <laughs> well, you won't or, see if it works because I'm, I'm banned from DraftKings. I can't no, even submit the it, lineup. Screenshot it and send it to me. Okay. Send it to me. I'll go in at the end of the week. I'll add up your points and see where you would have finished in our pool. Okay. Because I want to know how your lineup does. So okay. I'll, I'll actually manually do the math. Uh, assuming my <laughs> daughter doesn't come early. If my daughter comes early, yep. I'm not doing any of that. Uh, my last pick, my most expensive pick, guy... Probably, I think, coming in a little bit under the radar because, like you said, Taylor, he played real bad at TPC Sawgrass. But he played really well here last year. I think Patrick Cantlay comes out of his group, and then the Cantlay-Burger match is anybody's, uh, is anybody's in my opinion. Yep. So Cantlay's my most expensive at 10200 I initially had a lineup where I went up one more expensive, 100 more expensive, and got Hovland. But once I reworked my lineup to make sure I had Kisner and Harmon in it, I couldn't afford Hovland, so I went with Cantlay instead. Uh, so my my second most expensive, once again, not these are two guys who I don't have coming out of their pool, but yet I still think it's the group of death and has a chance. It's that Alex Norton group. So I was debating between Paul Casey and Louie, and Louie's played really well here. So since 2016, when they switched here three times, he's made it um, to the round of 16. So I liked him, but I'm going to go with Paul Casey just because finished third at the players, obviously got one of the worst breaks I've ever seen, and in all honesty should implement a severe rule change very quickly. But before that, besides his um, bad finish at Arnold Palmer, hasn't finished outside of 24 going back to this year and played, what, three events over in Europe. So I think Paul Casey's playing, playing really good golf for 9,100. I really like that. So I, I'm so confused. Do I get my most expensive now or does it go to uh, Yeah, because I've already given all six of mine. Wait, did I skip somebody? Yeah, I skipped somebody. I screwed up. But go ahead and give your most expensive, and then me and Sam will go. Um, I, kn I knew it didn't feel right to already be on Cantlay. I messed up. Go ahead. This was this was one of those one of those weeks where you kind of you start at the bottom and you see what kind of value you can get. And I was debating between him with in this pool. I'm debating between Scheffler and Fitzpatrick. Um, but because I had the money left over, I'm going to go with uh, Scheffler. You know, he finished second here last year. His only appearance could be the start of something special. And like I'm saying, guys, I would think besides maybe Cam Smith played them head to head, that would be one hell of a match. But I, I think I would take Scheffler against almost anyone in the world right now, even like Rom. I am a little bummed Cam Smith's not here because there's some some matches with Cam Smith that I would love to see with the way he's playing right now. But my most expensive, uh, a guy that I, I gave out my bracket, I've got him picked to go to the I believe championship match. Yeah. Playing some great golf. 
Joaquin Neiman. I mean, I just, for some reason, what he did at the Genesis has just so stuck with me the way he went wire to wire and was just so composed and dominated. And that's such a tough golf course. Uh, I really like Joaquin Neiman. So he's my second most expensive who I skipped over to get to Cantlay. <laughs> so so in, in DraftKings this week, the way that they do it is it's by holes one, okay? So with me picking all four guys from the Shoffley group, I am able to have the winner who's going to win a lot of holes, okay? And then I'm going to go with John Rahm as my last pick, and he's guaranteed to come out of that group, I think. Ooh. And he'll win a bunch of holes, okay? So my only... The Cam- old, Cameron Young lurking in the weeds. My, my, only, my only wild card is Fitzpatrick, and I, I eliminate myself from not having anyone go to the next round and lose out on all those holes that I could win. You're right. Fitzpatrick's the wild card. If Fitzpatrick comes out of his group, you're going to be in business. One problem is you're going by winning holes, and you're going to have each day for three days two people playing against each other, so they can't all four win the same hole. So, I mean, you're kind of... Yeah, but they could go back and forth. Yeah, but you know know what your lineup's like? You know when you have a fantasy lineup and you have, like, all... Like, you have all Kansas City Chiefs and they're playing, like, the Broncos and you have the Broncos defense or something, you know? So, it's like you go up by some, but your other points go negatively. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. But here's what you're not understanding is I get 18 extra holes from all the guys that don't make it from everyone else's DraftKings lineups. Wait, what's your math there? Wait, what? I'll, you I'll lost get, me. I, I guarantee myself an extra 18 holes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So you're saying, but you're guaranteed to go, but you're also guaranteeing that three of your picks won't get to the round of 16. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because it's match oh, it play. No, it doesn't matter because every, not everyone's going to have got every single pick right. I will say there's a decent chance that three of our picks don't get out of. Oh, it's 100%. The odds of that happening are pretty slim, in yeah. all honesty. Yeah. But but there's also a chance but, that Fitzpatrick and Rom don't come out. But there's also a chance that someone picks a pool that has all six make it. There's a lot of chances because but it's even, match play. But here's the deal. Even if Fitzpatrick and Rom don't make it out and Shoffley makes a run, I could still win with one guy. It's the, not, theoretically. It's not like uh, on a normal DraftKings week. Loses round you're, 16, this is why I want to add up your points because I want to see how it works out. On a out. normal DraftKings week, you're, not, you're screwed if you don't have guys make the cut. But in this... I mean, in, the, in this, there's going to be a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And so what I'm doing is I'm guaranteeing myself an extra 18 holes and then picking Rom, who I think is guaranteed to make it out of his group. So I'm basically guaranteeing, in my mind, 36 extra holes compared to everyone else's DraftKings lineup. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, if we're guaranteeing I mean, that Rom's going to make it, someone, what, what does odds get past the, only the pool, thing call? That could screw, The only thing that could screw me is if some guy picks all six guys that make it out of their group, which... They would have to pick separate groups and separate guys from separate separate groups. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, you know, you think about this, too, because it goes off of holes one. So, you know, you could have, you know, like let's just say there's another pool that has three guys make it. Well, if all three of the guys that didn't make it went like two and one and lost in a playoff or something, you know, they're going to have a lot of holes in one, you know. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of nice inside math that goes into this. And that's one of the reasons I love doing DraftKings because you can go all (laughs) kinds of different ways to do it. And this approach, man, I tell you what, is – I love it in all honesty. I'm, I'm curious to see how it works. I'm curious to see how it works. So, uh, by the way, if you're curious to see how Groove It brush works, it works phenomenally. The number one brush. They've got a 
three-year bristle guarantee. Your bristles wear out in the first three years. They will replace them. You can use our promo code, code 73rd hole at checkout for 10% off. Right now, they're on back order because this has gotten so popular with the Groove It brushes. They're going to have more in stock here in about two weeks. They are taking pre-orders right now. So go to their website, grooveitbrush.com. Pre-order your Groove It brush. As soon as they come back in stock, you'll get one headed your way. We've all got them. They're awesome. Put some water in them. You can wet your club down, wipe it off, get those clubs nice and clean so you can generate all that spin that we see on the tour. That's what it's all about is spin. Spin control, spinning it off the green, into the water. That's my style. Like 17 at Sawgrass. Yeah. Lending it right on the front of a green with a false front into the wind and just sucking it back 30 yards down the hill. That's, <laughs> that's where I live. Uh, let's get into our one and done picks. Uh, did anybody have a... Uh, yeah, Sam, you had the winner last week in the one and done. I did so have Sam Burns. Yeah, so you get to come out first. It burns so good. Um, I'm going to pick... Shoffley, and then I'm going to pick Fitzpatrick. I have to go Fitzpatrick, even though I was thinking about maybe picking a guy that I think is definitely going to come out of their group, but all the guys that I think are definitely going to come out of their group, I'm going to pick in a major. So I'm going Fitzpatrick because he's kind of a guy that I'm not going to pick in a major. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, I remember I had a made cut last week with Terrell Hatton and Tyler had Abe, so I'll go ahead next. My first pick. Not, yeah, my pick did not play the weekend. My first pick, guys, y'all are going to be shocked. I've only been doting on him the entire show. Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon, this, I mean, this tournament, he just, he plays well. Two top ten finishes and two career starts. Top five last week. He's on form. Don't think his group's super tough. I think he just kind of has to worry about Bubba. So, I like Brian Harmon to come out and hopefully make a run. Who's your other pick? Oh, did you give out both? I gave out both. Oh, I didn't hear you first. It was Matty Fitz. Shoffley and, and Matty Fitz. Shoffley and Matty Fitz. I like that. Uh, my other one, Tom Hoagie. I'm running out two guys that I don't think I would use anywhere else at big events, and I think they'll be low-owned, so if they do well, I can move up. I just, I'm way too skittish to run out a big name in match play because match play is so random. So, Brian Harmon and Tom Hoagie Get for up me. on Tom Hoagie, Colby. Gosh, Love dang me some it. Tom Hoagie, I will baby. Say, Let's go. I will say, like, for a Shoffley, you might have used him in a major, but in my mind, two over $2 million for the winner? It's just as big a purse as the majors are. Yeah. I'm, I'm using him at Eastlake just because he plays so well there. Um, and you talk about having to hold on to a guy forever. I mean, that just sucks. So, you know, going <laughs> off Tom Hoagie here, top th- uh, top 35s at the Players and Arnold Palmer, both both really tough events. One back at Pebble Beach, 14th at Waste Management, second at the American Express. Even going back to last year, finished fourth at the RSM. Tom Hoagie's on a serious heater right now. I am running with that. And I was debating between a couple other guys. I thought about taking your Fitzpatrick. I thought about Alex Norn. But – my first gut feeling when I saw the pools come out was Max Home is going to go a long ways in this because I, I just I, I think DJ is just one of those people he could go up he, he could win all three of his matches eight and seven but he could also show up and lose all three of his matches eight and seven so you know when your best player in the pool is a wild card like that I think Max is going to go a long ways and I will say this guys according to my bracket here if it all works out we would have a, a TG Homa match in the round of sixteen that would be sure, some awesome like stuff that. to watch be cool. that'd be a blast obviously uh, a couple of best friends on tour they're going to play the Zurich Classic coming up together so should be a fun week in Austin five long days of golf I would say Wednesday Thursday Friday at the match play is it's an absolute blast. I think it's, it's so probably the most entertaining golf to watch all year other than the majors. And it's, it's just all day long of meaningful golf. Yeah. And then Saturday, you've, you've still got quite a few matches going. Saturday morning especially is a blast. After that, it's still fun. You just have less actual golf going on. But I love the match play. I think it's going to be a blast to watch. And hopefully I get all my picks right. That'd make it even more fun. Yeah, the odds of that are really high. Like, Very high. Uh, like doing a perfect NCAA bracket I'm not like getting, we all did. Right? I'm not, I know I'm not going to get all my picks right, 
I'm going to get three wrong. <laughs> you're you're going to get three you're, wrong. You're, you're <laughs> going to get three wrong, yes. We do know that. All right, everybody enjoy the match play. Remember, social media this week, at the 73rd hole on Twitter, 73rd hole on Instagram. Big announcement coming, so make sure you check that out. More 73rd hole coming your way. Head over to golfoklahoma.org, our great partners here on the podcast. We are back next week. Everybody, thanks for listening to the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. 